Hello everyone. Today you've got something special in store. We're going to give you a chapter out of the Concussion Recovery Guide, How to Aid the Braid Through the Recovering Process. Enjoy and stay tuned for more sneak peeks and preparation for our launch. Welcome to the Concussion Recovery Guide, How to Aid the Brain Through the Recovery Process, serving you from impact to recovery. Section 1. Describing, Identifying, and Testing for Concussions and Post-Concussion Syndrome. Chapter 4. What Happens to the Brain During a Concussion. In order to adequately treat a head injury, you must understand what happens to the brain after a concussion or TBI. And furthermore, it is also necessary to understand how the brain functions on a day-to-day -day basis performing its regular tasks. By understanding how your brain works, you can put into perspective the damaging effects of the head injury and have a clear vision of the recovery that must take place. How the brain works. Before we discuss what happens to the brain, let's create an educational foundation and first review how the brain works and the different components that help with everyday brain functioning. A critical role that the brain plays is sending and receiving of messages throughout the brain and the body. Such messages and signals interpret information, house memories, are involved in feelings, emotions, and desires, all while reminding the heart to beat and the lungs to expand. Signals and messages are sent and received inside the brain by brain cells called neurons. Neurons send synapses that happen like little lightning bolts from the tips of the axons, and the human brain has about a hundred billion neurons. Each neuron fires on average about 200 times per second, while each neuron connects to about a thousand other neurons. This means that every time each neuron fires a signal action potential or synapse, 1,000 other neurons get that information. How does the brain have an electrical charge and fire? The cell membrane separates the inside of the cell from the outside and all chemicals that get in and out of the cell must go through it, as in the case of all cells, not just brain neurons. The inside of the cell is negatively charged, and the outside of the cell is positively charged due to specific ions. Ion is simply an atom or molecule with a net electric charge due to the loss or gain of one or more electrons. In specific, we're dealing with potassium, and sodium that move in and out of the cell. Potassium and sodium are pumped in and out of the cell through sodium-potassium pumps. They are compelled to travel because of the opposite charge that draws them near, and likewise they are repelled or pushed away by a like charge. When the inside of a neuron has a negative charge, while the outside has a positive charge, it is considered to be at rest and electrically charged across its membrane. It has the potential at this time to fire a message or create what is called an action potential. To understand this electrical charge or what is called polarization, think of a flashlight battery. It has a positive pole, the button at one end, which is positive relative to the negative pole, the flat surface at the other end. Imagine that the cell membrane has lots of little tiny batteries in it with the positive button poles on the outside of the cell membrane and the flat negative poles 
inside, as illustrated in the figure. This would make the inside of the cell negative relative to the outside. Of course, the cell membrane doesn't really have little batteries in it. The polarization is produced by chemically driven pumps. The whole purpose of these little sodium potassium pumps are to charge the cell in order for it to send messages throughout the brain. Messages are also called action potentials. Once an action potential is sent or a signal is fired, the inside of the cell becomes positive and the outside is negative. It's kind of like a circuit breaker flipping in your house. The neuron repolarizes or recharges itself by turning on these sodium potassium pumps, which pump sodium out of the cell and potassium in. The pumps stay on until the proper amount of ions are on either side, returning the neuron to its resting potential, negative on the inside and positive on the outside. Once this happens, the cell is repolarized or rebooted and ready to fire again and perform an action potential or send another message. That was a lot of information, so let's do a quick review. Neurons are nerve cells that send electrical signals along their cell membranes. At rest, when the neuron is not sending a signal, a neuron is polarized, meaning there is an electrical charge across its cell membrane. The outside of the cell is positively charged and the inside of the cell is negatively charged. An electrical signal is generated when the neuron allows sodium ions to flow into it, which switches the charges on either side of the cell membrane. This switch in charge is called depolarization. In order to send another electrical signal, the neuron must re-establish the negative internal charge and the positive external charge. This process is called repolarization. A new signal cannot be sent or an action potential cannot take place until a certain electrical charge across the neuron's membrane is restored. This means the inside of the cell needs to be negative while the outside of the cell needs to be positive. The process of reactivating and switching back the positive and negative charges is called repolarization. A cell repolarizes and restores itself by turning on a protein pump in its membrane. This po protein pump is called the sodium-potassium pump. There's a specific number and ratio of sodium and potassium pumped each time. The cell pumps two potassium ions into the cell. For every three sodium ions, it pumps out of the cell. The pumps do this until the proper charge inside of a cell is reached in order for it to repolarize. Once it is repolarized, it can send another signal and message. Neurons. Now that we have covered the primary function of the cells as it relates to message signaling, let's look again at the anatomy of a neuron. Take notice of the dendrites and axons at the opposite end of the neuron. They are very important in sending and receiving signals and messages throughout the brain. The dendrites receive the information while the axons send the information. Both the axons and dendrites are often damaged during and after a concussion and TBI. Now that you have learned a bit about the neurons and polarization, chapter five, we will cover a concussion's silent partner, what most people 
don't know about concussions. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you in the next chapter. Just heard a chapter out of the Concussion Recovery Guide and how to aid the brain through the recovery process. To learn more, go to www.keys2concussions.com. That's keys, the number two, concussions.com to find more and stay tuned for more podcasts and sneak peeks.